Welcome to episode 35 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. Mikey is back in the States from his world tour that yeah. he's been on. <laughs> so Shay's I'm been staying on a world him. tour this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Where are you business, going next? Business. Uh, going to China next week and oh. then uh, Greece after that. Oh. And then some Vietnam. There's a lot of good hair out of Vietnam. I'm going to be in <laughs> Vietnam working with some people. Yeah. And then uh, India the month after that. And then Thailand. I'm going to have some fun in Thailand. Really? Yeah, end of the New Year's. I wish I could get hair out of Thailand. Like, hair in Thailand, like Thai people's hair is very nice. Yeah. Very nice. But they just, they don't get it yet. But we'll work on that. <laughs> so are you bringing hair back from those places? I mean, we, we already work with a lot of manufacturers over there. So in the different countries. So it's more about building relationships, flying over there, shaking their hands. You know, in Asia, I know they're going to try to go out. Oh, my God. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> Asian businessmen, just they just get too crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, basically, mess. Mikey has been traveling the world, and we've been holding it down here at the office while he's been gone. So, glad to have you back. Thank you. And make sure you listen to episode. We have one episode on Hair Biz Radio about how to travel the world for free. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you check out that episode because I'm saying, like, all this stuff, and you guys like, oh, balling. No. No, he's balling. <laughs> all the all my travel's free. It's yeah. all free. All those points. You gotta build up your credit. You gotta yeah. get the credit cards that give you the points. You yep. gotta maximize it. Yeah. You know, so like that's a huge perk in business, but you have to be really smart about it. So make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Yep. And you can find that on hairbizradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. But let's go ahead and get into this episode. We have the amazing Nima Ali chilling out with us today. She is a professional makeup artist and hairstylist, the founder of CAU Network and Creating New Faces. And just reading her bio, she has so much going on. She has accomplished a lot in the industry. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into that. How are you, Nima? I am fine. Thank you so much for having me Thank today. you for coming. I was Thank so interested coming. in Mike. TV show with all that traveling yeah that's my other little secret i have going on first of all we, before we got started with all this we kind of went over all the stuff she has going on what don't you do like right. let me just start with there because then that'll like limit because you just do so much i don't rest <laughs> oh that's okay. good. i don't, do I, don't okay. rest. I believe that you can just sleep when you did so. oh yeah and what's funny about not resting is what happens when you don't rest gotta take you through a storm and he'll make you rest. Yeah, so definitely. So he made me rest for like a year and a half. So I'm back. This is like back me and I'm coming better. back. <laughs> yes. And got a whole new just outlook on everything. At one point, I thought makeup was all I wanted to do. I'm going to paint faces to him like an old lady. <laughs> Come here, baby. Let me put some of this highlight right here. You know, I never saw myself retiring. And I really never saw myself doing much of anything else once I fell in love with makeup. Because I started with hair. Hair was my first love. So when did you start in in the hair industry? When did you start doing hair? At 17. Okay. Mm. So you were like... 16. So you are in high school. Yep. I was 10th grade (laughs) doing hair when the rap came out. That was like... I don't know. I perfected it. Mm -hmm. I was in D.C. I used to go to the hair salon and get the wrap done. And then I ended up going because I went to school in North Carolina with my mom. But I spent my summers and my holidays in D.C. What part? 
Southeast Washington. Oh, I'm excited. Because if you're in Southeast, okay, and I'm going back like when you were probably in high school in that mm-hmm. age, I'm happy you got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if you knew who my daddy was, then you know. Oh, okay. I'm a yeah, I mean, because I'm from I'm, I'm from right out I'm from Bethesda, so right outside of DC. Oh, so I grew right. up going out in DC, and uh, yeah, back then Southeast. I mean, it's changed a lot now, uh, but it was back then when just when we were probably in high school. <laughs> we were about same age when we were in high school, you know. But like back then, it was <laughs> like it was bad. It was bad, but. Yeah. For me, it wasn't bad. My dad called himself the Big Kahuna. So when I walked the streets, I was good. I called myself the Big Kahuna too, but it it never worked. I was like, yeah, great. Well, now you can walk through Southeast and you can be the Big Kahuna for real, for real. No, no, I try to be as low-key as possible. Low-key. Low-key. So yeah, I learned how to do the wrap from getting my hair wrapped Mm -hmm. every summer when I would get my hair done. And my 10th grade year, I ended up just wrapping my hair all the time going to school. And my classmates used to they liked my hair. Yeah. It started kind of in my neighborhood. And then from the neighborhood, it dispersed through the school. Like, who did your hair? Mm-hmm. And it was Nima Ali did yeah. your hair. And then from there, it just, whew, I was taking on all type of clients. My parents ended up building me a salon in their basement because wow. I had hair clients more than I had school. Wow. And already, <laughs> like, 10th grade, guys, ninth grade. I, and I don't care because I'm not ashamed. Eighth grade, my my stepfather passed away, mm-hmm. so I lost all interest in school. I went through a lot. I went to a little dark area. Yeah. And ninth grade, my GPA was a zero point eight. Wow. Like I wasn't going to school. I was skipping school. Yeah. I was doing anything but going to school. And in North Carolina, it was just a little bit challenging. I was the girl from D.C. That was kind of how people. It's kind of cool, yeah. though. Yeah, resonated me. What part of North Carolina were Winston you in? Winston-Salem. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Not really the country country, but... but the country. <laughs> yeah. And back then, it was the yeah, country. Back yeah, Especially then, to yeah. me. It yeah. was very country. They were kind of like the friends that they fight, and then they be friends the next day with oh, where Lord. I'm from. <laughs> that wasn't no. how it was going. <laughs> but... In the 10th grade, I had to go to night school, mm-hmm. and I had to make up all of my ninth grade work the first quarter of 10th grade. So the first quarter of 10th grade, I was a ninth grader, and I had to do so much extra work to get to the 10th grade. So I finished the ninth and the 10th grade all within the 10th grade, mm. but also established a business. So by 11th grade, I had switched schools. We mm-hmm. ended up moving. I switched schools, and... I had a business established. I took marketing and economics. I was like top of my marketing class. My marketing teacher was sending me to all these different programs yeah. and all these competitions. I was in the DECA club. I was getting out of school at like 12 o'clock. <laughs> I was lit. You know? system. I like it. I like um, it. They put me in cosmetology in the 11th grade. I was in cosmetology. I was teaching my peers how to do finger waves. No one wow. taught me. I just yeah. naturally was gifted. And I never knew really where that gift came from until I want to say early 2000s. I finally like met my biological father's father, mm-hmm. the family, and all of my aunts and my cousins, their hairstylists yeah. or makeup artists. And, you know, and I was like, oh, so that's where I get this talent <laughs> from. Because my mom's side of the family, no one does that. No. So and that was the family that I more so resonated with. So I never knew. I just knew I was creative naturally. And I was like, oh, okay, 
well, that's what's up, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So the rap started the career, had a salon, was barely going to school, but was going enough to make my grades, get my homework done and everything I needed to get done. And I graduated as a hairstylist, moved to D.C. the very next day after high school, the very next wow. day. So not- did you get your cosmetology license while you were in high school? You finished that program? I didn't you- finish the whole program. Okay. I had to finish some more hours okay. while working in a salon in D.C. So gotcha. I did what they call the apprenticeship. Apprentice, yes. yes. And I had a job in D.C. waiting for me the day after I graduated high school. And wow. that's how my career started. So I worked in a few different salons. And then the salon life in the 90s wasn't really for me. I was no. kind of <laughs> like... A street girl, but I was a church girl at the same time. And we know drugs was a big thing back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So the salons used to be a little bit messy with the girls coming in. And this, this, and it used to be a little bit fights and confusion in D.C. And I'm like, I don't know. Has anything changed? <laughs> I don't even know. I barely go to the salon. But... It wasn't really for me, so I started a home-based business and mm-hmm. a mobile business. I started being mobile early, you know, and going to my clients, giving them a luxury service. Yeah. And then at some point in life, I won't tell that complete story, but <laughs> I had I wanted to be a makeup artist for a long time. And it was for the wrong reason, but it was for the right reason for myself. Yeah. And I actually spoke that into my existence because it was something that I wanted to do for a reason. And one day I saw this um, ad in the American Salon magazine that Mm -hmm. said, be a media makeup artist. I already knew how to do makeup. Yeah. So I just needed to learn like the lighting side. And I went to this school out in L.A., and it was called Award Studio. I took a lighting class. I already knew how to do makeup. I was pretty fast. The teacher loved me. She was like, you're going to have a bright future in this. And I went there for like 10 days, learned all the lighting, the red lights, the yellow lights, the green lights, and daylight, nightlight, yellow light, white light. And <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know all of this, you know, went into this business. But I learned the lighting system, and then learning the lighting system, it really captured my heart, and L.A. also captured my heart. So when I finished that program, I said, I'm going to move to California. Everybody in D.C. thought that I was playing. They thought that I was <laughs> joking, like, girl, you ain't going nowhere. You talking, you crazy, you yeah. dreaming. And I had a relationship at the time, and the relationship ended, and it was the perfect time for me to go. And I drove a stolen U-Haul cross country oh, wow. <laughs> to L.A. Well, to Las Vegas first, yeah. and then I moved to L.A. after that. So I got the hookup on the U-Haul, <laughs> and it really made me say, oh, I'm supposed to go and yeah. do this. So, so you thought so I was we- kidding about it at Southeast, and now she's talking about a stolen U-Haul. Like, I mean, come on. Like, I wasn't joking about this. Yes. Okay? Yeah, I mean, that's a part of the story. It was, I got the hookup. I knew somebody that worked there. I could not afford to spend, because you know, with you all, yeah, you oh, paid the money. So California? I'm going to the yeah. West House on a one way with yeah. all of my stuff packed up in this U Haul with no paperwork, just the guy's phone number that's the manager. <laughs> And he said, if you get pulled over, just call me. I got pulled over twice, like within 15 minutes. Wow. And literally, I had to call him and let the police officer, like, talk to him. And the police, like, they 
checked the U-Haul. They were asking my friends that were with me, like, to see if we were on the same story. (laughs) Like, they wanted to check a little bit. It was wild, but it was a blessing. The funny part about it was when we got to Vegas with the U-Haul, and I talked to him about, okay, so now what am I supposed to do? He was like, oh, just wipe that joint down and just drop it off when they close. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know this was really like a heist. <laughs> he was like, wow. just count it a blessing. And when you get big, just always make sure you take care of me. I was like, <laughs> I got you. And come to find out years later, he was my cousin. And we, I didn't even wow. know. We, were, we thought we were just friends. Yeah. But he actually was my cousin. So he actually did his cousin a huge favor. Yeah. And here I am today. So. Wow. So when you got to LA, how did the business start in LA? Like, how were you? Were well, you- in Vegas, it was boring. I had a job working in finance in D.C., and I transferred my job to Vegas. So I went to Vegas first, and I hated my job. In D.C., I loved my job. In Vegas, I hated my job. You want (laughs) to know about anything with collections? I'm your girl because I will never forget all the different things. And I'm here to tell the people, don't ever think you can run from the credit because they have something called (laughs) skip tracing. (laughs) And skip tracing, they're going to call your neighbors, and they'll pay your neighbors $100 to find out if you're there or not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I worked as a skip tracer in Vegas, and I swear it was the worst Ever. And one morning, and we used to not be able to use the phone. And one morning, it was like my third time getting caught, like calling my mother from work. <laughs> from and phone. they were like, they called me the office, like, if you get caught on this phone one more time, you're not going to have a job. <laughs> I said, you know what? I pulled a piece of paper out of their fax machine. Effective immediately, I resigned. I don't want to work here anymore. I I couldn't take it. And I ended up going back to D.C. for like a month. I had a death in the family. I ended up going back for like a month. I did a whole bunch of hair. All my hair clients were like, oh, my God, we're so glad you're here. (laughs) They kept me there. I worked, made some money, and I finally ended up going back to L.A. I gave a shout-out to my girl, Stephanie Bond. She was holding me down. I didn't have a lot of money. I had a roommate, but she didn't care. Like, she believed in me, and she lived literally held me down. I went back to Vegas with two of my best girlfriends at the time, and we road tripped it to LA, and we would be in LA all during the week and go back to my place, to Vegas on the weekend. Like, that was the vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And we were in LA all during the week looking for a place. I would be networking with people, just telling everywhere I went, I told people, I'm a media makeup artist. I'm a media makeup artist. You know, just literally, I hadn't done anything yet. I didn't have, I had just, professionally, my co-workers I'd done, because yeah. it started like at my job, actually. My boss used to like, again, starting with myself, she used to like the way I did my makeup, and she had me doing her makeup. This was before I moved to the West Coast. I used to, on Fridays, locked in her room, doing her makeup, not doing any work for the company, doing <laughs> her makeup, and that started a little trend in the office. So I would have clients on Fridays that I did makeup, and my GM at the job, he was like, you seem to be good at this. So he was the person that let me off to go take the media class for 10 days. Oh, wow. And it's just been, it's just, when it's a plan for you, my story is there's no competition in this business because I didn't have a plan yeah. really to start. It's really what's for you is for 
you. Just like McDonald's and Burger King, they right across the street from each other. But a McDonald's customer is a McDonald's customer. And a Burger King customer is a Burger King customer. And you only will substitute the other if one don't have what you like. So it's like, we're a community, but my life has been a journey. I started out, I ended up going to several different award shows. Mm -hmm. I was a seat filler at award shows. I had a PR friend that would get me red carpet stuff at award shows. I was doing gifting suites at award shows. So I started just, it really started just networking. I was never on that journey of, I want to work with celebrities. I never said that. My journey was, I want to do makeup. I was also applying for retail. I kept not getting hired. I applied with Bobby. They tell me I need to go with Mac. But Mac wasn't featuring me because I had no experience, really, yeah. you know. And Mac at that time, in the early 2000, 2001, 2000, they were the game. You, yeah. That was your long-term goal was to work with Mac Cosmetic. But th- I interviewed. I wasn't ready for them. They was like, no. I interviewed <laughs> with Bobby. They like you a Mac girl. I interviewed with Stila. They like you a Mac. Like every wow. company I interviewed, they sent me back to the Mac life. So I was like... I don't know. Like, it's not working. So I just kept hustling. I never got a job, though. I but just eventually you ended up at Mac. I right? did. Eventually yeah. <laughs> ended up at Mac. I got hired Mac Pasadena freelance. Yeah. Not full time or permanent. Just freelance. See how it go. I had to come in with the model, do an interview on the spot. And I got hired on the spot. That was my second interview. Gotcha. So I was excited. I felt like Now life is about to begin. At that same time, I went to, and I always like thank Nelly. He got elected as Artist of the Year at the Mm -hmm. BET Awards. And I went to his party, to the celebration. It was in Beverly Hills. And I had a friend named Mike Taylor that worked for Converse as a marketing director. So he took me to this party and just let me go, be free, like go network, Mm -hmm. just talk to people. And I mean, I met Missy. I met Queen Latifah. I was just meeting all these celebrities and I was like, wow, this is <laughs> this is the life. Yeah. And I I didn't know anything about it. I was a church girl. So yeah. it was kind of like, this is the life. <laughs> it became so exciting. And I ended up meeting a guy named Mike Taylor. Mike Taylor had a company called Into Deep Casting. Mm-hmm. Into Deep Casting was the sister company that helped Chris Robinson. You guys know who Chris Robinson is, right? Chris mm. Robinson done the New Edition movie. Gotcha. He's yep. one of the top directors. Yeah. Like before Gil Green became who he was and all these other people, like Chris Robinson was doing everything. Yeah. So my first set that I got invited to was Soul Plane. They were taping that. So I went down to the set. I was meeting people because I met this guy, Mike Taylor. He ended up, him and Chris are from Maryland. So it was kind of like, oh, you family. You from, you know. (laughs) So I was like, oh, yeah, I got a family. I'm in L.A., you know. I'm like, okay, you know, (laughs) this is going somewhere. I was super excited. Monique and the whole cast and everybody, they were so nice. I kind of stayed in my little area because I was Again, shy. The makeup artists weren't that friendly on that set. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not here to take your job. But they weren't mean, but they just weren't friendly. Like, I thought that I was going to be able to talk to them and maybe pick their brain. But it was just kind of like, hi. And, you know, like, leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
after that, Chris started doing a lot of different music videos. And because I was in that circle, I got to work with the Mary J. Blige, Love at First Sight. I mean, that video, I want to say we shot from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. the next morning. And everybody was a part of that from Puffy to Method Man. I mean, I remember just kicking it with Method Man at like five o'clock in the morning and just feeling like calling my cousins back on the East Coast like, you want to talk to Method Man? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like really a nobody, but feeling like somebody. I met Cedric the Entertainer on that set. But more importantly to my career, I met Ashunta Sharif, which is today Taraji's makeup artist. And I got to meet Billy B. He was Mary J. Blige's makeup artist um, for that set. So I only got to like work with the dancers and stuff like that and just kind of be on Ashunta's like heels, like talking to her. And she was just telling, she gave me so much advice and so much information. And one of the things that she told me back in that time was, you should come back to the East Coast. Come back to New York. You come to New York, you make it. And then you come to L.A. after you've made it. Me, I'm a weather girl. I'm like, I don't want to go to no New York. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's cold. The winters are cold. <laughs> but it was a valid point, honestly, to that lifestyle because I did end up going back east eventually. But at that time, I didn't. I was having too much fun. I got to be on the Genuine In Those Jeans video with Kamora Lee Simmons. I got to do a photo shoot with George Clinton and the P-Funk family. And being from D.C., everyone loves George Clinton. Like, that was legendary for me. Even Mary J. Blige did a video back then. Like, just doing so many different things that I never thought I would do. One of my favorite videos was the 50 Cent P.I.M.P. video. That was like... (laughs) I had one of my cousins in town, and she came with me, and we were just on set. It was, you couldn't drive to the set. You had to drive to a location, and a car, a bus picked you up, and we drove up to this mansion that was so huge that I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) It's, it's, um, was it a double R? I want to say it was a double R. That's when I think I learned about the double R. Like, Big phantom type cars yeah. sitting out in the driveway, like just nice cars. Snoop is walking around with chains. The girls got chains around their neck and he's like pulling them. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm in a life of sin. This little ch- this little church girl is in she's in a sinful lifestyle right now. And she liked it. <laughs> it was fun. But through all of that, I ended up working also with Mac. And mm-hmm. what I have, and I have to say, and I have to pat myself on the back, is I have a great work ethic. And while working with Mac, at that time, you could go to different locations. So me, being a homegirl, I had to go home during the holidays. Went home during the holidays, working at Mac out in Tyson's, working out in Fair Oaks, like in Maryland, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of moving around whoever had hours. I worked. Um, I established some great relationships. I stayed home that year, I want to say, from December until after my birthday in January or maybe November. I think I went Thanksgiving out to the end of January. And I was working a lot. Like, I was working with Mac, and uh, they had a lot of hours, especially out in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going back to L.A. But while I was in L.A., I was getting phone calls from Mac 
about joining their management teams. Like different stores were mm-hmm. calling me about, you know, well, if you come back, we have this position open. And at first I'm kind of like, I don't want to come back and do that. I'm going to do that when I do that. <laughs> I'm back in LA right now. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to get back on these music videos. But that life was over for the time. And I ended up going back to D.C., interviewing for a job. Didn't get that job at first, but ended up meeting someone who was my glam big sister today. And she told me to come to a store called Mac Pentagon. I ended up going to Mac Pentagon. I started freelancing there immediately again. While working there, they just kept asking me about the management team. I'm like, no, I don't want to be on the management team because I like to be free to be able to kind of move around and roam. And then they end up hiring this manager that like management changed and positions came open. And the manager they hired, she was from Jersey. She worked at King of Pressure. She was awesome. She became like a business mentor for the business of makeup for me. And I was excited about it. I was like... Okay, I'm learning a lot from this woman. Just taking the initiative to learn the job. Freelance, you don't really have to do anything but help with numbers. And apparently my numbers used to be really through the roof. If you work in retail, my advice is walk what you want to sell. Whatever, If you wear it, you can sell it. And I think that's why I did well. I had double-digit increase all the time in my numbers. Management always really did love me. I have a great relationship with Mac today that if I wanted to go back to that company, I could. But I finally took a management job. I became a key holder first, kind of baby step. But I'm a hard worker, so I took it on strong. You know, if you're going to do it, you commit to it. In six months, I became the operations manager. It was a $2.5 million store. We grew it to a $5 million store. I stayed there from like 2003 to 2007. It was the love of my life. And I lived Mac. And that was really the best job that I ever had, although I loved all the things that I'd done. It was the best job that I had. Benefits were great. Just taught me a lot about business. And even with the class that I have coming up, it's kind of like that's where my mentality is with students is the same way that I was able to learn it with Mac. I want to be able to have the students be that hands-on because I don't believe it's about me standing in a room teaching you how I do makeup. It's not how it's going to work. It's about teaching you to be yourself as the best makeup artist you're supposed to be because we all are just different and I can't teach you what I do, but I can help enhance who you are as an artist. Yeah. So how did you get into the training and teaching realm for Um, makeup? What made you want to do that? I think with life, we have different sectors. Like with Mac, the question was, do you want to do training or do you want to do operations? Me coming from a finance background before Mm -hmm. makeup artistry, I'm a numbers game. I tell you quick, you don't got no money, you need to find 25 people to give you $20, that's $500. What can you offer them that you can get? I like to break it all the way down. So I went operations first. But in operations, your job is to also promote training because you're hiring or you're firing people based upon their numbers. So when your numbers are down, that means you need more training. And... Coming from where I've come from and 
experiencing everything that I experienced, I never had training outside of Mac. I tried to go to a school called Makeup Design. Mm -hmm. I got my credit score to a 745. I took my parents. We flew to LA. Like, this is what I want to do. My credit is good. I should be able to get this money. Sally Mae told me no. <laughs> Sally Mae told a lot of people no. <laughs> 745 credit score. We're not giving you $30,000 for school. Wow. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I made sure I had good credit before I even came here. This is why I got good credit, so <laughs> I could go to school. But that obviously wasn't the journey that I was supposed to take. So I believe that self-talk is the best teaching. Because you have the greatest experience. Yes. Going to school teaches you how to think. Wherefore, when you're self-taught, it teaches you real life situations. It teaches you how to maneuver. It teaches you how to make mistakes and learn. And it teaches you how to be able to give back the things that you have gone through and learn. And that's why I like artist training and development is because this is the first time I've actually put a class out there, Mm -hmm. I really like more one-on-one or small groups of four to six because I cater everything to each person as an individual. Yeah. Even with this class, the students that register, it's about you sending me, you still have to send me an email, tell me what your struggles are, tell me what you want to accomplish. Whatever questions, everyone get a question that they're able to ask me that they Mm -hmm. want answered, that I plan to answer every question. That's why we're going to have a dinner portion is to be able to sit down and actually talk. We can teach the art of makeup all day long. Yeah. But if we aren't actually getting to the soul and the purpose in which your career is going to go, then you're just kind of lost. Yeah. You painting. Instagram. I mean, Instagram and YouTube is running out of business. I had Malik Yoba and Rob Riley tell me that about three years ago. I worked on, was it Debbie Dad Rehab? Uh, it was a TV mm-hmm. um, show on TV One. I worked on the promo and I bought a girl with me to assist, but I also was training her. And Malik Yoba was just like, yo, YouTube is running your industry. Somebody need to get in front of it and actually teach. And I was just kind of like, I'm one person. How am I supposed to do all that? I mean, I want to, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I didn't really see that vision. But the most high will put you where you're supposed to be. After even doing that, I did the bad boy tour. Never thought that I would, when Total called me, I was just kind of like, wow, God, like me, like little old me going to get to do this tour. Yeah. I'm a bad girl fan from the 90s. I was little Kim. (laughs) I knew every song on hardcore. (laughs) So I think I cried for like two days before I actually collect myself and got myself together to realize like, okay, you're going to do this tour and you're not going to do it by yourself. You're going to do it with other artists. I started going through Instagram pages, Facebook pages, Googling makeup artists. Just, I took, I want to say, I talked to Kima from Total in July. I took the whole month of August and just, I did Skype interviews. I did phone calls. I had some people answering the phone like, 
yeah, this me, like, what you calling me for? What? And I'm saying to myself, well, dang, I liked your work. I wanted to offer you a job, but never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was the start of opening. I was already doing some training. It's funny because I don't really put, this is the first time I actually put myself out there. There's a company called Technique and mm-hmm. Technique Books for the whole Love & Hip Hop brand. The owner is Takoa Hash. I've known her my whole life. I was a part of her training with makeup artistry. After my career with Love & Hip Hop, I went into more so wanting to just help people that wanted to work on TV shows yeah. or work in retail. TLC Devo, who works on the show now, that was like, I tr- used to train with him sometimes, you know, and mentor him. Like, he moved here from Ohio. I had met him when Erica Dixon and I did this model call, and he drove here. And I loved his drive. You know, he was kind of like myself. He jumped off a cliff. He left Ohio. He came out here, and he did his thing. Tristan Blake, who worked with Jocelyn for a, a long period of time, he was designing for her as well as, you know, working with her. He was another one from D.C., you know, just inspired him, like, you want to move to Atlanta? Come out here while I'm out here, you know. And just, I'm always just that person. Yeah. I have another artist, Brittany. She is now Steve Harvey's, like, key makeup artist for his new show in L.A. I mentored her before she started working with Mac. After she started working with Mac, she started, she went into management. She met Tyra Banks. And, like, so I actually like to say I'd be a part of creating all-stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a part of helping. And I don't mind giving. And yeah. that's the thing about myself. I don't mind giving. It doesn't always work out for me Mm -hmm. because I have a big personality. I'm very confident. I don't really worry about what I'm honest. You know, people don't really like truth tellers. So, you know, it don't always, I don't always win, but at the end of the day, I win because I have to be honest and I'm going to tell the truth. And I don't know, like that's what God put me on this earth to do and to be. So with the bad boy tour, I sought out artists that had a great following. They did great makeup, but they didn't work with a lot of celebrities yet. You know, they worked with some maybe yeah. here and there, but it was all artists I didn't know. Giving them an opportunity. Giving them yeah. an opportunity and just wanted to make sure that the girls were taken care of and to also be represented in the right way and also personality matching. I like to personality match not just oh I know you you can do makeup because your personality may not go with the client so I like to make sure that's good that you're also knowing that this person is going to represent you in the right way as well as their work be amazing because as an artist or anything that you're doing you're hired 20% because of your craft the 80% is because of who you are. And yeah. People like you, they want to work with you, or it was something about you that made them want to be in your presence. So, definitely. Yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And that's how the CAU network started. Yeah, I let's talk about that. Didn't really know. I always used to hashtag Artist Unite. I had also sat down with two hairstylists here in Atlanta and was 
thinking about like how can we start an artist unite you know together because I always just feel like it's it's so catty in the creative community period because most creative people are hurt people yeah hurt people hurt people so we're a little bit hurt you know we misunderstood a lot people don't understand us we sometimes don't know how to express ourselves properly it's a lot that come with being a creative artist because we don't have robotic mind frames we aren't the nine to five going Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um, CAU Network stands for Creative Artists Unite Network. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about who you have on your team right now. If people were to want to get involved, what's that process like? Stuff like that. With the CAU Network right now, I have a company that is called Adam Red. Mm -hmm. They actually helped me start it. I got into a car accident the day after we wrapped the Bad Boy Tour and was down. That's all I can say about that. But I was down and the lady that owns Adam Red, she was a part of my caregiving here in Atlanta because I had to go to therapy and different things several times throughout the week. She listened to me. We used to have conversations. And at the time, I wasn't really doing much makeup. I was trying to do things as I could. I remember working, I worked with Yandy a few times and she was so awesome to work with me. And I laid her down to do her makeup because I couldn't really stand. I was having neck and back issues, but I laid her down. But the lady... Her name is Gwendolyn Faye. She has a company called Adam Red, and she does everything. And we were talking about my business, and I was going over just some of the things that I wanted to do. And the idea really went heavy from booking these artists on the Bad Boy Tour because the girls were really happy. They were like, you really have a great eye, you know, for great talent. And I don't remember exactly who, but I remember one day Kima even telling me that someone said, whoever is booking Total's makeup from city to city, Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing, you know? (laughs) And that made me feel really good about myself. I only had one artist that, and I wouldn't say it was a bad, she said that they were running late. She was very nervous and she didn't have great lighting. So she was the only one that just kind of had a little bit of a do-over, but they still loved her they worked through it and it all worked out. So to have, I think it was 10 artists and only have one little mishap, I felt re- I felt really good. Definitely. So it's what started the whole ordeal of wanting to be able to help, wanting to train. I mean, I did Skype interviews. I had girls doing makeup. Demos. <laughs> yeah, I need to see because Instagram, you don't know what's kind of real and fake. I learned that Filters are different (laughs) from editing. Yeah. So editing is editing just as if you did a photo shoot. So it supposedly counts as filtering is supposedly so bad. But if you ask me, anything that's been touched is a filter. Definitely. Anything that's been touched is not real. So I had to have these, these girls or guys do the makeup application so that I can really stamp and say, yes, I know, you know, and everyone didn't have to do that, but some people, they had to do some Skype interviewing and it was actually awesome. Taught me a lot and made me want more. So since I was sat down after the tour, 
that's how CAU Network came alive. Gotcha. And um, I, it was jobs I was getting called for that I couldn't do that I kept sending them to other people. Did not look at it as I'm an agency. I still don't call myself an agency. I am a network community. We are here to celebrate. We are here to empower. We are here to educate. I do creative consulting. And if you need management based upon where you are in your career, then we might can work something out. But even with the management, I like to help you manage yourself. You can't just depend on me for every single thing because this is your business. If I do everything, then you learn nothing. Right. If we do it together, then you learn everything and you're also able to manage yourself. I manage a chef right now. Never saw this uh, 10 years of my life that I will be working with a chef and managing him. But he saw that in me for the CAU network and... We've now been doing this for a year, and we have a tight relationship. I got him with his website done. We're creating spices and sauces. He's doing yes. a cookbook, mm-hmm. like so many, and a television show. Like we have so many different things that are coming to fruition that I never would have known. But that's what the CAU Network is all about. What is it that you want to do? And we're here to help you right now. I am everything. I have met with some people because I'm not really big on telling everything. Yeah. I have to get to know you and I have to know where your heart is because working with me, you have to have a heart and not a motive. So I haven't yet kind of gotten the team that I want, Yeah, but I'm working on that as well. Like I've been just putting myself in different empowerment settings and just meeting with several different people and... God is just kind of moving, but I'm not at a fast pace. Some people like to start things and it got to go like this. That for me is not, God said, be anxious for nothing. So I'm taking my time and I was telling my publicist (laughs) that I am allowing him to send the people to me versus me going out to get the people. Because when the people come to me, then it's more genuine. When I try to go and get the people, and I've worked in so many different settings, I'm a very loyal person and I believe in etiquette. I want no one to ever feel like, oh, she met this person through me. Oh, Okay, I'm, I mean, but so if I let them come to me, yeah, then I don't have to deal with that type of problem. Yeah. Try to keep it real professional and keep it as less messy and, you know, trying to not get caught up in that whole world of my yeah. client this and my client that when actually if you're not on the contract, no one is your client, but okay. <laughs> so if, if somebody wanted to get connected with you through the CAU network, where can they find that information? They can log on to Instagram at caunetwork.com, Instagram CAU network, or they can go to my website at CAU network. And even with the website, I'm still, I still have so much more mm-hmm. to put on the website. I also created a YouTube page for that I mean I have so much more to do with that I have so it's literally just started it's not yet all the way built the long-term goal is a educational facility 
and for all creative artists, not, yeah, just, not just makeup maker. artists. Yeah, because you can be an illustrator and work with the CAU network or join, you know, and get supported by us. You can be a nail tech. You can be a massage therapist. You can be a hairstylist. You can be a photographer, a videographer. You can be in leadership and want to help those people and we can have a conversation as well. I'm yeah. looking for people that want to team up. The main markets for it will be DC. It's DC where I am now, New York, LA, and Atlanta. So gotcha. I'm starting here in DC because that's home. I believe that's why God brought me back there. And then Atlanta is the second place. Like so I'll be working both of those markets. And then from there I'll go to the LA market because that's my other market yeah. that I'm connected. And then I'll go to the New York market. So it's kinda gonna go like that if that's God's will. So we're also working on the making it a non part of a nonprofit as well because I'm a very big give back person. Yeah. I come from the domestic violence background. Um I wanna be able to help women and children, teen children, youth, yeah. um, be able to do things that are less fortunate. I grew up with a father that was less fortunate and my father was in a mental institute. So I have the heart for everyone. Yeah. I had friends that they were in the mental institute with my dad that I would have to pick them up and take them places and do things with them. So when it comes to the business, I want to be able to kind of have stuff for everyone and yeah. no one feel really left behind or feel like they don't have a place to go. And then long-term, if I can possibly have something that I would want out of it, I want to get into the homeless part of the business and not so much feeding, more so sheltering, because that's something that my father experienced as yeah. well. And I know what his life was like being on the streets. Yeah. So I want to be able to do something like that in the honor to him since he's not here anymore. And yeah. I wasn't able to really make the money to help him like I wanted to when he was alive. So when I see a lot of these men just panhandling out here, my dad was a heroin addict. So I see my dad like yeah. everywhere I go and it's a constant reminder. So I just want to kind of be that. I have that heart to just help and to just minister, you know, and just to, to lead people. And makeup is just the first part of the ministry. Definitely. That's how I get you in the door. You know? I love it. I love so. it. So August the 5th, is that? Yes. Yes. Okay. How can people register for that course and what are two or three things that they can expect to get from it? Well, the class is focusing on teaching you why you are worth more than 40 to $65 as a makeup artist. That's the mm -hmm. first place that I feel mm -hmm. we need to understand why you should be charging more and why you should value yourself. So that is the biggest focus. The other part is learning about understanding how your makeup represents you is the type of work that you will get. Yeah. So you have to understand where is it that you want to work. That's the type of makeup you should be doing. Yeah. You know? And also just actually learning about the business side. And the business side is not so much just pricing, the business side is everything from taxes to pricing to LLC to cash to credit to PayPal to cash app because all these payments yeah. legally, they count. And the government, they're watching you. And we don't think about those things. We're just thinking, oh, I got my brushes. I'm about to go do somebody's makeup and they don't got no cash and I'm about to take this cash app. Yeah. <laughs> 
that cash app can bite you in your butt a little bit later on if you haven't actually started an LLC and you're doing your business this way because what if you get that client that they're writing you off on their taxes because they've been coming to you and then you just kind of out here, yeah. you know? So we don't think that far in advance. So just learning those just small tactics, you know, and... I mean, the makeup is just kind of the fun side. But yeah. <laughs> if you want to register for the class, you definitely can go on Eventbrite. It's called Behind the Brush. And that's just what it is. Just like we stand behind the chair with hair. Oh, it's I love about it. being yeah, behind, behind the, the brush. brush. With the makeup artistry. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll put the link for that in the show notes. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, yes. all you have to do is click the link and register oh, wait, for that If course. anyone's listening to the podcast. If anyone is listening to this episode oh, of I mean, the people, podcast. We got lots of listeners now. We have episode 35. You can click yes. on the Eventbrite link and it'll take you to register for that course August the 5th. Yeah, yes. it sounds like it's going to be August amazing. 2 to 7 p.m. We're also going to have dinner, Chef Willie. Yes. You know, that's my partner. We're going to have a little food and feed the people. <laughs> so that is included in your ticket. The tickets are from 75 to 150 just mm-hmm. based upon, you know, what it is exactly that you want to do and where you are. And also, if you go to my Instagram page for the CAU Network or I Am Nima Ali, you can Click the link in my bio and it'll take you exactly to yeah. the event bright. For the lazy people, all that. you gotta do is click the IG app, <laughs> <laughs> go to her bio and click on that link, and we'll put those in the show notes as well. What's one thing that you would tell someone who is interested in getting into the beauty industry or the hair industry um, that was struggling with what direction they wanted to go in? What's one piece of advice? One piece of advice in direction. Know thyself first. Because if you don't know yourself, then you don't have direction yet. You don't know which direction you want to go. And then knowing yourself, then that will lead you to the right direction that you're supposed to be in. Definitely self-discovery. Yeah. So you've been with Mac for umpteen years. What are some products that you swear by or that you use now? Do you still use Mac products or like what are your favorite products? I will forever use Mac products (laughs) here and there. But I'm kind of, being an ops manager taught me so much about sales and product and beauty supply store and (laughs) Neiman Marcus kind of all being the same, (laughs) different names and different price points. But right now I'm kind of rocking with the makeup forever. Okay. But also, I don't know if anyone know about BoxyCharm. I've become a boxy charmer. I've never heard of them. Boxy charm. You don't know boxy is... charm. You don't know boxy charm, do you? Oh, trust me. First <laughs> oh, your of all, girlfriend that she I used do know boxy charm. <laughs> I love boxy charm, and I love what boxy charm does for me. Yeah, it's kind of like curl box for makeup. Exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. And they Look send you, <laughs> and they send you the actual product. They don't send you sample size. They gotcha. send you real live products so i can kind of say that i'm cheating on everybody if that's the case (laughs) i don't really have a favorite in most things i don't have a favorite singer i don't have a favorite actress yeah i don't have a favorite makeup line i have she has a um, favorite podcast though i I do (laughs) i do now have a favorite podcast (laughs) 
<laughs> this is actually awesome. Like, you guys are amazing. And this is another one of my little secrets where I just got blessed. I don't know if you guys know about the on-demand television with the uh-huh. Roku and the Amazon. Yeah. So I'm actually an executive producer for a health is wealth network, all mm. things health, all things wealth. So when you were talking about Love it. you traveling and then also teaching people about how to travel on a budget, you know, you got to get you some camera guys because I need some wealth shows. I got food <laughs> shows. I got fitness shows. but I don't have any wealth shows. So we might, you know, okay. might, we might need to talk and then you can get you a camera person that's kind of in every place that you go. You don't have to take one on the road with you because I'm sure that's expensive. Oh, I have, I have, trust me, I got the camera. Oh, yeah, trust you me. Gotta, you got to have you some camera people actually. A7R3 with the lenses. Yes, I mean, this A7 is R3. like, that's this exactly is, what I need you to yes, this is, that. this is like, you know, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, my last trip, I was going to do, guy. I was going to do the, my, I was going to bring my vlog back. Okay. Because I, claim that I'm a YouTube celebrity, okay. although I'm really not. <laughs> but I told everybody was, and, and because I had business cards, and okay. it said Mikey Moran, and then on the back it said YouTube celebrity. Yes. So I was giving out my business cards Speak that I'm it. YouTube celebrity. Speak it. People are like, how many followers do you have? I was like, just subscribe. Subscribe, you'll find out. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna start doing it. Like For these upcoming trips, I'm definitely going to be filming a lot more. Yeah, we definitely should talk about it, because doing on-demand television, you guys know it's all about building yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not like with the major networks, the sponsors and the advertisers, all those sponsors and advertisers, they're yours. Those dollars are yours. And with the Health is Wealth Network, I mean, you do have to pay a small fee for us to house you. But at the end of the day, you're your own content and you will own your own content. And if we actually know and paying attention, we know everyone's kind of watching television from their phones today. Mm-hmm. I mean, cable's lost like 3 million. A lot. 3.2 <laughs> million to 4 million subscribers. I'm sure it's more so than that. My mom doesn't those, even have cable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I got I her mean, on the Roku. And then, that's what I was going to say. Roku has 40 million subscribers and that yeah. was the last I checked. So the Health is Wealth Network is coming we're uploading stuff now and it takes like three to six weeks to kind of get everything on there then once it's on there then we have to go through and physically kind of see how it's looking on the screen if there's any so we're working through it yeah but we're looking for content providers i'm looking for them all day every day although i'm doing the makeup thing and the funny thing about it was getting into this health is wealth network i saw it as being such a great blessing for the CAU network because it kind of can go hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like everyone with television shows can get jobs with hair, makeup, fashion, styling, nails, because these people are going to eventually, when they're doing their shows, they They need that. that, I've looked at a few shows and I have to make a call. Like, I mean, the taping looks great and everything, <laughs> but her flyaways, like she needs to groom herself a little bit more because image is everything, yeah. you know, and you are still up against the networks or you're more so up against, I always tell people Hulu and Netflix are our competitors. So you want your show to look and be on point and the game is tight, but it's going to be dealing with all things, spirit, soul, and body, you know, mind, spirit. So wealth is something that we really, really need on all different levels. And you just seem like it might be really fun, especially with this hair business being, I mean, they call that the drug dealer's business at this point. (laughs) 
we've, we've referenced that a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it is. So at the end of the day, like you could be teaching so much about it. And I would oh, love we, to, we, yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, we do a lot of that it. now. So yeah. it kind of kind of goes in with what we do. So yeah, we'd, we'd love to talk to you about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. Roku has 40 million plus. Apple TV has like 20 something million. Fire Stick has 20 something million. So And Fire Stick got 20 million more that aren't even on Fire Stick. It's those hacked Fire Sticks. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. That's true. Sorry, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon got it. That's yeah, true. Amazon's <laughs> doing all right. They can weather uh, that. Yeah, storm. that's really sorry, Amazon. But I mean, we find we the people duplicate everything. Yeah. Prada had to go a different way. People was duplicating them so easy. Like, jeez. <laughs> Luis. Yep. So um, make sure you guys connect with Nima on social media, Instagram, her website. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Shout out to her for coming to hang out with us today. Yes, her story you. is amazing. She's done so much. Make sure you connect with her. And if you're not subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Very important. <laughs> very important. Yes. And we will see you guys for episode 36. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>